Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Hello, everyone. It's that time for the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, where we answer questions about technology, explain the way they should work, and why they don't sometimes. And now here's your host, John C. Morley. Hey, welcome everyone to another edition of the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. We have a great show tonight with uh, lots of things happening was just uh, reading just a few days ago about uh, TikTok, you know, and uh, they're, um, they're saying that um, a lot of people are going to basically start, uh, you know, deleting it, uh, their U.S. users. Uh, not really sure what's going on there. I mean, what they're doing, but basically TikTok, I'm sure you've been familiar, has been a little glitchy. <laughs> and um, it's coming at a very apropos time because now traffic, um, uh, from the features from things like you know Facebook and um, Google, uh, they've always been rallying for more traffic. But really interesting, uh, and they've always claimed that they're you know they're taking similar features from from uh, TikTok. Is that uh, Instagram's actually about ready to roll out a um, a, a new feature called Reels, and it's going to be really similar to uh, to TikTok, and that's going to be um, that's going to be coming out, I understand, very, very soon. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are hopefully going to be jumping on that because it's really going to send TikTok for uh, a little bit of a, of a scrumble because uh, the community is kind of getting upset with how the platform is performing. And uh, now with the, uh, with the state and everybody now, like I said, now they're starting to delete users around the state. I mean, uh, I think this is just kind of crazy. But, um, you know, a lot of these, these platforms, I mean, they're fads. Uh, they're, they're good one day and then, you know, they're gone the next. I mean, TikTok has, uh, I think it's 100 million users, U.S. users, I should say. And YouTube has over 2 billion users globally. So, uh, pretty interesting. And TikTok actually, um, you know, is, is in the U.S. And it's actually in 50 other countries, uh, you know, around the world. So, um, I guess um, people using TikTok are going to be really scrounging for these other alternatives. Like I said, the Google, uh, the Google app, um, Facebook app, um, and trying to get more of the similarities that TikTok had. And everyone's getting really anxious at the edge of their chairs for uh, Reels, uh, which is going to be the uh, pretty much the same product uh, that TikTok offered on the Instagram. Um, let's say flavor or, or on their, uh, on their system. Um, so many of you have heard before about, uh, you know, windows, but imagine having windows actually on a stick. That's right. Everyone, um, you can actually get windows on a stick for just about 120 bucks. Um, you can, um, do remote learning. Uh, you can plug it right into your TV or your monitor and like magic, you have an instant windows computer. Pretty amazing, isn't it? So um, the stick is no bigger than a, a standard uh, USB stick. And, um, you know, this is going to really give people the ability to have some of the Windows features and not really need a Windows computer 
because uh, they're gonna be able to put this right onto their their TV. And like I said, uh, an instant presto learning system uh, for students, uh, which is perfect around the time uh, that COVID is uh, unfortunately still around us. But you know, um, with everything happening and people always trying to be, I guess, uh, budget sensitive, uh, you know, more people are trying to get healthy out there. And uh, the way they're doing that is, uh, you know, going outside, exercising. But, you know, how do you actually track all this? How do you make sure that you're actually, you know, staying healthy and that you're really doing what you need to be doing to, to lose that weight, to keep that heart rate uh, where it needs to be and, and check your pulse? So uh, Zayami, uh, X-I-A-O-M-I, -I, hope I'm pronouncing that right, Zayami Me uh, Band uh, has a... Uh, has a, it's called the Xami Me Band 5. You'll say that a hundred times fast while you're trying to chew gum and, and walk backwards with your eyes closed. X-I-A-O-M-I, Me, M-I, Band 5 Fitness Tracker. It's gonna be a smart bracelet. Um, it has this dynamic color on it with the screen uh, that has uh, 11 sport modes. Uh, so it's a wristband very similar to the, fist, uh, to the Fitbit. And um, it's gonna have a magnetic uh, charge and uh, Bluetooth 5.0 support um, as gonna be a smart watch and a health tracker. Um, and like I said, you can, you can get this and then they have a protection plan. Walmart's actually offering this. A two-year protection plan is just four bucks and a three-year protection plan is gonna be just $5. So, you know, why is everybody, you know, kind of grappling for this? Well, uh, the bracelet's going to be, uh, have a dial in Chinese and English. Okay, well, I'm glad they remember to put English on there. Thank God. Um, and you can easily select that. But the Mi Band is boasting a couple things. One, it's going to be very affordable. Uh, it's a professional sports bracelet. And uh, the screen is actually increased 20%. Uh, from 0 0.95 inches to 1.2 inches from their older model. And um, the touch screen, uh, which is kind of neat, it is a touch screen. Um, and uh, it's going to be able to allow easy touch and response uh, to make uh, users, I guess, less dissatisfied with what they're trying to do. But it's going to have, like I said, a better screen. Uh, it has the three-axis accelerometer and the three-axis uh, gyroscope. So it's going to basically be able to track your positioning a lot better, report back into certain statuses of your body and what you're doing, and uh, that's going to help it monitor your condition a lot better. It has the all-day monitor um, heart rate, um, body pressure, and also a sleep monitor, and it has an auto detection of walking and running, which is kind of neat. And uh, it also has, which is interesting, a female health monitor. Um, it's going to have uh, up to 14 days of battery life, and it's supposedly going to be able to be easily charged with the magnetic charging pins. Um, you have uh, ability to have music control. You have up to 11 exercise modes, um, such as a rowing machine, elliptical, yoga, jump rope, and uh, even the indoor cycling was just added. Um, so you even have remote control uh, to the phone camera. So that you can take a picture without touching your phone. That's pretty cool, right? And um, it's going to be suitable for the Android 4.4 and above and iOS 10.0 and above. So if you have an older uh, iPhone or Android, well, 
I guess it's time to upgrade and get a new one. So the five ATM is going to be water resistant. Um, so you can wear it comfortably while you're in the water um, on daily use. Again, it's not meant to be emerged in water. A difference from water resistant meaning that it can take, you know, splashes of water and, and things like that. Um, so this is going to be uh, supposedly a hot item that's coming out. And uh, people are asking, you know, how do you set the language of the Mi Band to English? Well, the Mi Fit actually supports multiple languages and the app languages sync with the language of the phone really easily. So you can just search now and download the app uh, space MI space fit on Google Play Store or the App Store. And then you just select the, uh, the dial of the language pointing to what you want, such as English and um, in the Mi Fit app settings function. Uh, you can charge this device uh, in your computer's USB, which you probably knew, uh, or you can charge it with the mobile phone charger. And uh, the new Xami band um, can be used with the Android phone, as I mentioned, and it can support multiple phone modes to use the uh, My Band. Um, so how do you connect it? Well, it's really simple. You just turn on uh, Bluetooth on your phone. Uh, you'll usually do that through your um, through your settings. You'll install the Me Fit app from the Play Store. You'll launch the app. Again, it'll be the, uh, and then once you launch it, you'll be needing to sign in or create an account if you don't have one. You'll tap on the icon and select the band. And um, that's pretty, pretty much it. The uh, My Band is going to work without your phone. And the answer to that is yes and no. So you're going to need the phone if you're going to want to do certain things like set up the band to use the MyFit app. Uh, once that's done, you're free to use the phone. Um, the 1.1 inch uh, ML True display is supposed to have more content on it. Uh, it's an animation face watch, which is supposed to get more eyes and interest to, I guess, be able to play with it and want it. Hope you like the latest fad. Uh, you can easily charge it, as I mentioned to you, and it has up to 14 days of battery life. Uh, and the 11 exercise modes is uh, pretty great, but if you're still uh, wanting to know more about uh, some of the specifications on it, uh, you can actually go to uh, their website and read more about it. Uh, again, the MyBand 5 uh, is said to list for $79.98, and Walmart is actually selling this product for just $39.98, not $39.99, $39.98. Um, so that's an interesting um, little thing, and um, they're claiming that if you order it, uh, it'll actually be in the store as soon as the 13th. Uh, so um, going to be in stores very, very soon from when you order. It looks like they're not stocking it in the store. So you are going to have to order it and then be able to, um, uh, to um, you know, get it uh, once you've ordered it. Because they're not, they're not actually, the stores are not actually stocking it right now. So you can sync the watch face uh, on your MeFit app with uh, lots of different, uh, there's over more than a dozen. Uh, different uh, MeFit app faces that you can sync with. Uh, another thing that I like about it is uh, you actually have the ability to control the music, uh, which is kind of neat. So you have a personal vitality index, you have a pressure monitor, you even have, get this, ladies and gentlemen, you have a breathing trainer. That is pretty cool. Um, so the uh, the phone is also going to be great for females. Uh, actually, the phone is going to be the the uh, the the my band. It's going to help um, females keep track of their personal secrets. 
days, periods, etc. So um, that's going to be good for them. And uh, again, all be able to uh, track your fitness so that um, you can stay healthy. You know, everyone wants to stay healthy, but the point is that if you don't track something, how can you make sure you're doing it right? Whether it's uh, attracting new clients, advertising, or just exercising, you need to make sure that you're actually, you know, uh, measuring yourself and measuring the results. So, you know, that's really uh, important when it, when it comes to health. And of course, uh, that budget price tag really comes in at a very nice price at not $39.99, but $39.98, and how could you pass up the fact that you're actually going to get um, the two-year warranty for $4 and the three-year for $5? Uh, I know we're getting a few messages in saying that they want us to unbox it. Well, we might unbox it. Um, that might be a good product for us to uh, put on our unboxing channel, and then we'll put it on the Jaymore Reviews channel. Um, so a lot of great things happening. And I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with uh, Storm Isaacs, uh, who has been ripping through uh, the North, at least here in New Jersey and several other places, uh, Delaware and uh, I believe some parts of Pennsylvania had gotten hit with this um, hurricane. Did you know, folks, that more than 2 million people um, were taken without power due to storm Isaacs? And it put people in a lot of challenges and, and really got people to understand that you know, what's life like when you don't have power? I mean, we all can think about the fact that we don't have a phone or we don't have power and what's it going to be like. But when it actually happens, oof, that's, a, that's an interesting uh, point. But one particular um, resident, actually New Jersey, uh, did something pretty amazing. Uh, they got so fed up with uh, actually the power company, Jersey Central Power and Light, uh, that they actually put, they put a sign and not just a normal sign, like you see, like the people would put out for their birthdays. Well, they put out like a birthday big. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner sign like you would see and it says we need electricity um that's um i don't think i've ever seen anybody do that before but you know people don't understand something and uh being a first responder i want to share something with you so when when these storms happen ladies and gentlemen it's not as simple as just flipping on a switch and you have power and i'll explain to you why so uh hurricane I isaac's uh, basically did some damage um, to New Jersey, at least in the Frank Lakes area. It actually did some damage up, it was upstate New York, and actually caused several of the towers to be damaged uh, that were carrying these transmission wires into the substations. And so uh, they actually had to have helicopters several days ago fly over the transmission towers to see what damage was done. And then once they were able to assess the damage, then they could formulate a plan. 
So I know everyone says, gee, you know, the power's off. Let's just go turn it back on. What's everybody doing? What are they, you know, what are they jerking around for? Well, again, it's not that easy. So when something like this happens, they have to assess the damages, right? So you're probably saying, okay, gee, what's the big damage? You know, they just hook up a wire. Well, it's not that simple. So in the case here where the hurricane actually caused damage to the transmission towers, they had to repair those. And then once they repair the structure and then have to get the, make sure everything was safe, uh, they had to rerun the lines. And once they reran those lines that connected them, they were able to get power into the, uh, into the substations. So before they could do that though, they had to make sure that all the power was turned off at the substations. And then once they did that, then they were able to actually uh, light up the circuit and bring it into uh, the substations. So then they checked all of the different uh, circuits or uh, transmission lines that are coming out of um, the substations to make sure that those particular lines um, are not damaged. And as long as they're not, they check them again and then they fire up the power on, the, on that particular transmission line. Voila, you have power. Unfortunately, sometimes when they turn up those transition lines, there's more damage, sometimes more damage that they, they're even aware of. So um, like when you have trees down, for example, what you'll notice is that when there's power brought to one part of a town or you're going to notice that power seems to come up quickly on one side, but why did it come up quickly on the other side? Well, I'll explain that to you. It's really simple. It's because when power comes down uh, on the one side, the power that was brought down was able to be repaired a lot easier because construction uh, didn't actually have to be done and, and major repairs didn't have to happen. A lot of times they may have to fix something minor and then uh, go ahead and check some circuits and then go ahead and fire it up. But what happens is they typically will always do work on the area that has the least amount uh, of effort to bring the most amount of people up. That's the way all power companies work. Once that is done, uh, then they're going to go ahead and move on to the areas where there's tree damage. And then they're going to make sure that all the power is turned off there, remove the trees, okay? And after they remove the trees and made sure everything is safe, then they're going to go ahead and uh, see if they can repair the line. If they can, great. If not, they're going to have to bring linemen in. Now, this is a huge project because when you have miles and miles of damage, uh, you can't just run one line. And um, at least in this particular storm, they brought people in from other states uh, to be contractors to come in and actually help repair these circuits. So storm mosaics cause lots of challenges. But what else happens, you know, when you have uh, a natural disaster like power being out for so long? So let's talk about that. First thing, um, you lose power, obviously. So by losing power, you lose light. Um, people that have wells, uh, especially in Franklin Lakes, lose the ability to get water. So that's why it's really important. Um, actually, at uh, Franklin Lakes OEM, they actually are really good to their residents. And, and what they do here for us is they actually have 24-hour water so people can go and get buckets, whether they have to flush their toilets or uh, whether they need to cook or or whatever they need to do, obviously not drink it right away because the water is, you know, you need to make sure there's, there's no germs and, it, and it's safe to drink, so you always want to boil it. But you have to do that. In addition to not having power, what does that mean, ladies and gentlemen? It means that you can't use your cell phone. So how do you use your cell phone when there's no power? Well, you can only use it for a certain period of time. And then once your cell phone power has died, what do you do? 
Well, hopefully you have purchased a smart battery uh, power bank that you can plug your phone into and um, you know get at least two or three charges from it. And uh, if you've done that, that's great. But if you haven't done that, then you're in a little more trouble because you're really trying to get power back to your phone because why is that important? Well, you can't find out about emergencies. You can't get emails if your phone is a smartphone. You can't make phone calls if there is an emergency. You can't check on things, right? So it's really important that you have uh, what you need. So when um, you have your phones working, you're now at least in connect, contact with the world. And uh, we have something here called Nixel, which is a service that's available in, in many different communities. And they're able to send out messages through your phone and um, you know, text you uh, alerts. A little different than an e-blast. It's like a short message that you actually get on your phone. And, and what they do in these, these little Nixel messages is they tell you that uh, something is happening or uh, power is being restored here or be alert for some damage or, or just you know, alert people in a very mass fa uh, fashion. And um, the thing that's really great about Nixel is that it gets people messages up to date instantly. The problem is that if your phone doesn't work, how do you get service? How, do you, how are you able to do that? So what you're going to notice that when the power goes out, your cell phone actually loses its battery power a lot faster than it normally would. Why is that? Well, because there's less towers or hardly any towers around or a tower that's really far away. So your phone is really stretching to be able to grab a signal. And when it does that, the bars in your phone are really going down low. That's why a lot of people say, well, gee, well, how do I charge my phone? <laughs> One of the things that the OEM does is they, uh, they uh, have set up what we call a, a charging station. So you can get your water and you can also bring your charger and your phone or your laptop and charge it up. Um, they also provide something called comfort station, especially for the elderly, where um, they just want to be in a place indoors to have air conditioning, uh, maybe have some snacks uh, like some chips or um, cookies, some water that you can drink. And, uh, you know, that's really important for people. So when you lose power, you lose lights, okay? Um, you lose comfort, right? And that can affect people's health sometimes, depending on their age, depending on how important temperature is to them and how, how well their body can handle that. So it's important that um, that's why they always tell the elder people, you know, when the weather's bad, please, you know, stay inside. Please be careful the heat. It's a really hot day. But what else happens when you lose power, ladies and gentlemen? Something really amazing. <laughs> you lose power and you lose the ability to have refrigeration and the ability to have your freezer working. So what does that mean? That means that in about 24 hours, if you're out of power more than 24 hours, you're going to have to start throwing out all the food in your refrigerator and your freezer. And uh, this is not a very easy task. You generally want to do it right around that 24-hour mark. The reason you don't want to wait longer is your food's going to start to smell. And um, if you live in a community uh, that, for example, has a power uh, let's say, uh, disposal or taking your trash out like in a condo or, or complex, you need to make sure you're not putting that in there because um, if they have no power, then that's going to become a great big mess. Uh, also, I recommend double or triple bagging the stuff you throw out. And um, 
if you do have water, make sure that you pour anything else out down the drain first, like any sodas, beverages, etc. cetera, uh, rinse them out and then put them into the container. Why are you doing this? So that it's not sticky. Uh, again, putting it in the, in the bag and um, again, trying to keep any kind of rodents away from it. But by triple bagging, it should really help. So that's one thing. And um, if you do have, let's say a meal in there and you know that it's getting close to that mark, we might be able to salvage uh, that meal. I know myself, uh, I had some things uh, in the refrigerator, but I really could only open my refrigerator uh, once at night and then once in the morning and pretty much the next day it was time to throw things out. So your refrigerator is gonna keep things cold and your freezer as well, but make sure that you just open them for what you need and plan what you're going to open it for. Because if you keep opening your refrigerator, keep opening your freezer, what's going to happen is it's going to start to cause the temperature to rise in there. And as that happens, your food is going to be destroyed even quicker and perish. So what you can do is, um, you know, when you go in your refrigerator, make sure you get what you're going to need the first time, close that. If there's anything in your freezer, that you want to eat for that night is probably already thawed out and you might be able to use that meal but be really careful because if something is past the point you know there's a danger point uh when you get into food and i'm not sure if any of you guys know uh but they call they call it actually they call it the danger zone of of food uh and temperatures i'm not sure if that rings a bell to anybody if, if anyone here is in the um if anyone here is in the um uh either the medical or in the restaurant industry you're going to know that bacteria starts to grow uh, just between 40 degrees Fahrenheit and 140 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. So um, it's doubling the number in as little as 20 minutes. So the range of temperature is called the danger zone. You never want to leave food out of refrigeration for more than two hours. So what am I saying you could possibly drink? Well, if there's a soda in there, it's probably just going to become a little bit uh, it won't become ice cold. So when you start to notice, like I had some smoothies in there and um, again, they, they were still okay, but you don't want to drink anything that's, that's tepid. That's probably not going to be good for you. And the danger zone is really important because that's when foodborne bacteria can grow and um, it becomes a real problem. And then that can cause issues that can lead to more complication with your body. And, you know, you really, you know, you really don't want that. Uh, so just to go over this right now, so at zero degrees, uh, most bacteria, um, uh, basically between zero and 32 degrees, most bacteria will survive, but not grow. Okay. Below zero, nothing, um, is going to grow. So most bacteria will survive, but will not multiply quickly at 40 degrees. Okay. Um, when you keep your food out of this temperature range, which is the uh, basically the range above the 40 to 140, or for those in the Celsius, uh, four degrees Celsius to 60 degrees Celsius. So again, that's the 40 to the 140. That's the danger zone for food. So um, if you have to hold hot food for service, it needs to be above um, 140, uh, 140 to 65. Again, so if food is below 40, um, then, um, or below four degrees uh, Celsius, um, that's going to be a problem. That's why we take meats out. You have to be very careful. So keeping it the 14165, you're holding your hot foods just above 140. And if you're cooking or reheating, you're at 165. 
Now at 212, uh, bacteria dies and spores and toxins though do survive. So that's really important to know. 100 degrees Celsius is boiling. So uh, bacteria dies, but spores and toxins may survive. So again, the danger zone is 140 degrees Fahrenheit to 40 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's really important, ladies and gentlemen. And one thing I wanted to talk about is, you know, what do you need to be prepared? I thought this is really important. What do you need to be, what do you need to have uh, on hand, um, you know, when, when the power goes out? So let, let, let's talk about a couple of those things. So one thing you probably should have on hand when the power goes out is non-perishable foods. Things that uh, you can still eat after an emergency passes. Maybe there's some snacks. Uh, they could be chips. Uh, maybe there's some dried fruits that don't need to be refrigerated. Um, you know, um, you know, some some water, obviously. Um, medication if you need. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Eat any of that, making sure your hands uh, are clean, so hygiene, um, flashlights, um, batteries for those flashlights, unscented candles, uh, and even sterno. So a lot of times when you lose power, you actually do not lose gas. But when the gas goes out, ladies and gentlemen, you have no way to light it because they're usually electric uh, igniters. And... Uh, so you could use a uh, cigarette lighter uh, or one of those, you know, quick lighters like the Bic lighters. You definitely could use that. And, um, you know, it's important to have a well-prepared home or, or a place of business so that when something happens, you know, you're not stuck. Uh, Non-perishable foods, okay? So think of things that you want to eat after an emergency, maybe like crackers, trail mix, proteins, uh, canned tuna. Um, you know, maybe uh, dried dried fruit because again, you it, it's okay as long as you didn't open it, right? Um, ensure uh, non refrigerated individual cartons of organic milk. Uh, that's something else. Uh, also, the certain types of milk you can get, um, you know, that a lot of times they'll give out that that are that's basically does not need to be refrigerated. So that's really what you want to make sure. Now, if you do have this non perishable food in these cans. You got to make sure, ladies and gentlemen, that you have some way to open these cans. So I recommend, I know a lot of you have these automatic can openers, but I got to tell you, invest in a manual can opener. Uh, and I know you're probably saying to me, you know, John, I don't need a manual can opener. Well, I, I hear you and, and I know you don't want a manual can opener, but if you need to eat and there is no um, way to get the can open, for about five to ten dollars, um, you can go buy yourself a manual can opener. And if you want one that has a better lock on it and it's going to make it even easier for you, you can get them for just between fifteen to eighteen dollars. 
So again, these are really important things to note uh, because if you don't have these things on hand, uh, having batteries, uh, making sure you have um, maybe one or two cell phone packs, uh, like chargers, so that you can charge your cell phone so that you can get to a place where you can charge it, but that may not open right away. So even though emergency centers are going to probably open, you should be prepared so that you don't rely on them. And when they do open, on, open, then you can, but you should have a plan so that you're ready. Okay, I think that's really important. Another tip um, is things that need to be kept cool or hidden uh, can be put into a water tank uh, of a toilet. Um, you know, um, this is a tip that I've heard from people before. Put it in a bag or something. And again, it's not going to be bad in there because it's just the water. It's not the water from the actual tank. It's the water that that actually would hold things. So that'll keep it. Some people will will take uh, will have ice ice packs. Also, those ice packs in the stores you can crack them open to keep things cold. Uh, have a thermos. Uh, when you put whatever your beverage, whatever's in there and you have things that'll keep it cold. Um, but you have to make sure that if you do put stuff in your toilet that they are uh, packed airtight because uh, you don't want to have a bunch of Ziploc bags, uh, you know, uh, and canned beer, you know, beer, beer doesn't cool itself, you probably know. Uh, and uh, it's really important maybe to have some ready to eat meals. Um, you know, they may not always be the best tasting. Um, and also remember that you should probably have fruit uh, handy, like apples, bananas, oranges, and cherries. They can usually last a week if they're in a cool place, so they don't have to be in your refrigerator. Um, a simple water purification system, whether that's a Brita or if you have uh, a system in your home that does not use power, uh, a lot of them don't, and um, it's great to have that handy. Again, have your medication handy have something like Purell. I mean, I know we're in COVID right now, but have some Purell or something like that handy. I often recommend not just a flashlight, ladies and gentlemen, but one of those hand crank radios. You ever seen those? Um, and, and why is that important? Well, a hand crank radio uh, is, is amazing because if you have a hand crank radio, uh, you're actually able to, you know, use it as a, as a light. You're able to um, you know, they're digital now and, and you can actually get the weather on it and you can get yourself a hand crank radio, ladies and gentlemen, for, I'm going to say somewhere around 30 to 60 bucks. Uh, you crank it and you'll have some uh, power there. Uh, and then they even have ones that will run on solar too. So, uh, these are some great things. And the nice thing about these devices, uh, ladies and gentlemen, these hand crank devices, a lot of them will even charge your cell phones. Now tell me that's not amazing because when you have a power outage, uh, the other thing I have found that is, is really something that's pretty amazing is that you know a lot of people have lights and they have these, I don't wanna say bad flashlights, but they have these flashlights that you know they use the D cell batteries, the real big ones. And unfortunately, um, unfortunately they, they do not light up very, very well. Um, so if you got like one of those rechargeable, I call them rechargeable uh, LED lights. And uh, the thing about the LED lights I like is that they're really bright. Um, you know, you can get uh, an LED closet light set. Uh, I think you can get a, a four pack now for, um, they're even dim, they even have like a dimmer. Um, and some of you have a motion sensor. You can pick these up for 30 bucks. So I think that's really important uh, that you have this stuff handy because 
you know, when you're around your home, whether you're taking a shower or a bath or maybe you're trying to cook, the worst thing you could do is, you know, have another emergency. So you want to try to prepare so you have what you need. And again, having these couple things on hand, you're really going to thank me for. Uh, making sure that um, maybe if, if your home, let's say, has um, uh, makes hot water because it has a, um, uh, a hot water maker, like an Amtrol hot water maker, well, then you need to plan for that. Uh, you want to get hot water, you're going to need to make hot water on your stove. Another way um, that you can get hot water, um, you know, using hot water on a stove right now is pretty much the only way, unless you have some type of a fire pit in your backyard and you can actually boil water out there. So, you know, that's, that's handy. Uh, some people, what they will do uh, when the power goes out right away, they'll take their ice and they'll put it in, in their bathtub and they'll put everything on that and they'll try to keep that cool. Well, this is a great solution if you're trying to keep things cool for a little while. But again, if this is gonna be out for like more than like, you know, 24 hours or days, that's not gonna help you. So the most important thing I wanna share with you is your safety and is communication. Um, I know this became a safety video, but I think it's really important as we're, you know, talking about technology and, you know, relying on technology making sure you have the right things available uh, in your home. Because again, it, it's uh, hindsight is always great later, right? But uh, if you just had an ounce of prevention to know, gee, well, next time this happened, and maybe some of you were without power. And if you, if you were like myself, I'm, I'm sorry about that. But you know, power outages are going to happen again. Let, let's face it, it's a reality. And I always tell people, it's not the fact that disasters or challenges are going to happen in our life. They're going to happen, ladies and gentlemen but it's how you as a person decide to handle those challenges and how you respond. That's what makes us a great person and sets the character of ourselves. And that's what makes other people choose to wanna to be a part of us and how we deal with things. So that's really, really important. Um, you know, During COVID, making sure you have plenty of masks handy, uh, maybe making sure that you know where you can get things easily and uh, making sure that you have those lights. Why aren't your lights handy? Well, you wanna make sure that you grab the right thing. Um, and again, that you know where things are, where stairs are. Uh, a lot of people in their home will plug in these emergency lights. I think they're amazing. You plug them into your walls and then if the power ever goes out, bam, you have emergency lights to light your walkway. I mean, these are some great things. I have one on my kitchen, I have one in the hallways and it's great. So if the power goes out short term at night, you know, you have something to be able to, uh, uh, to, to get around. So these are things you want to think about. Um, again, if you have things that require power, if you have a generator, let's go ahead and talk about that for a moment. So those of you that have a generator, it's really important, ladies and gentlemen, to make sure that you check your oil when the manufacturer says, or at least every 12 to 15 hours. Again, check with your, your guidebook, Generac, or what have you, and uh, just making sure that your generator does function. So you may want to check it from time to time. I know a lot of the more expensive generators will actually do a self-test uh, every so many weeks, every so many months. So I think it's really important that you do check that. The other thing I want to let you know about a generator is that a generator is not instant power. So if your power goes out and let's say you're working on the computer and you don't have an APC battery backup, which you should have one, if the generator kicks, it's going to flip. And that flip 
is probably going to cause you to lose data because it is a flip, but that second is still going to cause power to be lost by your computer. And if you had that backup, even if it held it for a couple seconds or, or a minute, you would be protected. So my advice is to make sure that you have APC devices uh, around. And if you are working on something, you know, save your work frequently, but have that APC. And if you know the power is going out, shut your computer down before anything happens. If you know you have a generator and you can trust it, well, that's great. Um, the other thing I want to tell you is that if you have a small generator, a lot of people will go ahead and plug in multiple refrigerators and they say, well, gee, it doesn't use a lot. But what you have to realize about a refrigerator or a freezer is that they surge when they start. So you have to make sure that the device you're using is not going over the surge capacity or the capacity of your generator. If it does, then your generator is either going to stop working or you're going to get things that are not going to function because there's not enough power. So that's really important. What else is important? Well, during an emergency, there may be people that come to your home to try to help you. Um, always ask them, you know, do they have a badge? Are they part of OEM? Are they a first responder like myself? It's really important that you check this. I mean, I heard just the other day of, of somebody coming into somebody's home and helping them, but they didn't even identify themselves. So again, we like to think everybody is great and they're all going to do the right things. And everybody's perfect, but let's face it. Unfortunately, that's not our world. So we need to be prepared and we need to be vigilant about these things. So I think the most important thing when we have a disaster is your safety and the safety of others, of those around you. The second thing besides your safety uh, are the things you need for the essentials of life. You need water, right? So it might be a good idea to stock some bottled water in your home, okay? Maybe a case or two, even if you don't drink it all the time, have some water, especially if you're a home that uses well water, because where are you going to get your water from? right? Uh, again, maybe emergency centers are going to open like our OEM does and they provide it, but you should try to be as sufficient as you can. The emergency centers are obviously here to help you, but the more sufficient you are is just going to make your job a lot easier. You're not going to have to go run for it uh, and things like that. Um, and I think it's about also in addition to being safe, and making sure the essentials for life, like your water, any medicine you need, uh, any snacks you might need, uh, you know, things of those nature so that you can actually survive if the power does go out for a while. And I know a lot of you are saying, well, gee, you know, the power goes out, I can deal with it. I get it. Um, if you really want to know what it's like, uh, first of all, turn all your lights out at night, have a flashlight handy, and see if you're able to navigate, okay? And now, just imagine for a moment, imagine that all the food in your refrigerator refrigerator and your freezer has suddenly gone bad. What would you do? Okay. And how would you handle that? All right. And what could you take out of your freezer first? So you could start thawing that out in the period of time it normally takes. So sometimes they say something takes a while. Maybe you have ice cream and you want to take that out. Well, so if you take it out, make sure you have some type of a digital thermometer so you can check it to make sure it's still safe uh, to eat that, right? Uh, very, very important. Obviously, you're going to eat ice cream before or, or you know, uh, uh, slurp ice cream or whatever you want before it, it melts. But these are really important things. So the next thing after the emergency is passed and you do get your power back, a lot of you will have internet probably through a major provider like Optimum, Time Warner, um, Xfinity, Altice. And um, 
you might say, gee, my power came back on, but I didn't get my internet or my phones. There's a reason for that. Your node that probably powers your, uh, the power to your internet or your phone is probably not powered yet. And chances are it probably will come back very soon because usually those nodes are on the street unless there is a tree down further on that street. And then that would be uh, uh, the other thing that would probably prevent that. So when you notice that there are down wires, of course, you know, but I want to share with you, it's very important that if you see a caution sign, stay away. I don't mean staying a foot away. I don't mean staying five feet away. I mean, stay several hundred feet away from that. Okay. Um, just a true story. We had a gentleman um, about a year or two ago that actually was uh, traveling. It was uh, just after, uh, right after a storm. And uh, he was actually going over to help uh, his father uh, shovel snow. Well, he was going over shovel snow and we actually had in the street, these uh, barricades with uh, caution tape. And, and you know, the, where the, you know, the barricades to actually block people and the caution tape and saying, hey, you know, don't go this way, caution. So um, he, he goes through the first barricade, okay? And um, that's the first one. And then we had a second one set up. He went through the second one. There was a wire in the road and his car was uh, destroyed and so was he. So, you know, it's really important, ladies and gentlemen, that when there is a disaster, electricity and water can be your friend, but they also can be your enemies if you don't respect them. Uh, especially in times of a disaster, you need to practice patience and understand that things are being done first and foremost for your safety. That's important. I know a lot of people may get hot-headed because you don't have air conditioning or you don't have heat or you don't have light, okay? Uh, or as much light as you want. But that's no reason to take it out of anybody. So the first thing you need to do is plan, right? Plan. Uh, if you don't have flashlights that are the good quality kind and you don't have LED lights in your home that are rechargeable, go get some. Uh, make sure you have Band-Aids handy. Uh, make sure you have your medicine handy. Make sure you have food that is not perishable. Make sure you have a can opener that does not need power that you can use when the power goes out. Um, have a list of contact numbers. I have mine up on, on my fridge so that I can call uh, your local power companies. Uh, sign up with Nixle. Uh, if your community does, uh, you can find out from them. You can actually go to nixle.com and find out if they're in there. You can check with your local police department or your office of emergency management and sign up for Nixle. It's completely free and it will alert you to what's going on. What else does Nixle do? Well, they were giving out ice. It told people when, when that was happening. If you have some type of a uh, email blast in your town, sign up for that newsletter. That newsletter is very important. They may share details in the newsletter or in Nixle that you may not get because you're not able to get out. They might tell you that suddenly this street is, it can't, you can't go past it because there's a live wire. And you know, so they may tell you things that may not be obvious from one side. You may see a tree down, but you may not know there's a wire on the other side. So there's just little things like this, ladies and gentlemen, I think that are, you know, really important when it comes to safety, when it comes down to disasters um, and, and, and things of that nature. Uh, the other thing that's important is that, again, if you see a wire down, do not touch it. 
Don't even think of touching it. Um, when you call in your local um, power company and say, hey, I'm calling to report my power outage, definitely do that. Call in, report your power outage. If you see a line down or something else, then report that as well, okay? Check in with your company, let them give you notifications through text, through email, and uh, just be there. Now, the other thing I want to let you know is that, ladies and gentlemen, when your power returns, don't go right out to go buy food and don't accept the fact that your power has returned for good. There's a chance that your power may have come on just while they're fixing something and they may take it down several times. I would generally give it another six to eight hours to make sure your power is really uh, repaired because the worst thing you can do is your power is down, your power comes back, now you go buy all this food and now your power is down again and what do you do, right? You wasted all that money. So what else can you do? Talking about money and savings and disasters, you should itemize everything while you're throwing it out to the best of your knowledge, uh, taking the item name, um, taking how many you have and the cost and the quantity. And then later on, you're gonna put that into an Excel sheet when your computer comes up and you're going to send that to your insurance company. So when the power goes out, the first thing you should do, if you know it's gonna be out for a long time, Call your insurance company. You should also have that number, by the way, up on your refrigerator so that you can file a claim. A lot of people I talk to don't know how to file a claim. They can reach their police department, they can reach their fire department, their ambulance, and that's great, and that's an emergency. But what about your insurance company? That's part of your disaster plan, right? You're, you're being disadvantaged, and because of that storm, call them up, file a complaint, say, look, I've got, I got to file a claim and say, look, this is what I got. They might say to you, your deductible is this. Now, if you know that what you got in your refrigerator is, you know, let's say less than your deductible, then it doesn't pay, obviously. But most people are spending anywhere from several hundred to a thousand dollars putting food in their freezer or their second freezer or second refrigerator. So obviously you would pay for a $300 or $500 deductible to, to get uh, their food back. So again, these are just little things you can do uh, to make sure that when that next disaster happens, which I hope it doesn't happen, but when it happens, you just need to be way aware that you need to have a plan. And I tell people, if you don't have a, if you fail to plan, um, then you've really planned to fail. And I'm sure you've heard that many, many times before. And I know I'm harping on this for a while, but I hope that in today's show, you've learned about technology. You've learned a lot about uh, you know, what's going on with the importance of light. Uh, you know, another thing you may want to do too, if you have kids or people at home, um, go ahead and, you know, get some board games. If you don't normally have board games, buy some board games, keep them in the closet, have activities to occupy your family so that they're able to do stuff. If you're able to go outside, that's great. But I mean, have things that you can do safely in your own home. That's why it's really important to have, to have lights. Uh, that's why I said the LED lights, they last a very, very long time. And, um, you know, a lot of times you might find that your cell phone will actually get you internet through your local provider. Make sure you know the username and password to your, to your account online, because you're going to need that to be able to connect to the Wi-Fi of your phone. That's really important. So these are all things that you want to have because if the disaster happens, oh, shoot. I wish I had that. Yeah, didn't you wish you spent like maybe 15, 20 minutes and put together a plan 
and make sure everybody in your family knows that plan and where it is. I'd even laminate the plan and put it on your fridge or put it in your family room, put it somewhere, put it a couple of places so people know and make sure your family knows how to prepare for that plan. Hey, I'm going to the store, make sure we got batteries. Show your family where you keep everything and make it everyone's responsibility to actually be part of this plan. If you do that, you'll not only thank me, but your disaster will become a lot more of a minor situation because you have planned to take care of not only yourself, but your family and your environment. And you know what you've also done? You've taken the strain off your local emergency management community center. So these are just some things you can do. I hope you never have a disaster in your life. Um, and incidentally, if you would like to um, get a product unboxed, uh, we're actually going to do an unboxing for one of the crank radios uh, very soon. So I really want people to get these, uh, these devices. And we're going to be giving these out soon because I think it's really important, especially the one now that has uh, the ability to do uh, a crank for AM, FM radio. It has uh, SOS emergency flashlight, so it can strobe, an ultrasonic dog whistle built in, a weather scan, uh, an alert. Okay, so I think these are really, really important um, devices. So if you have a product that you'd like me to unbox, you can go to our, our uh, website, jmor.com, click on contact us, and just select the option for donate a product for a, a product unboxing. Let us know what you have, and we'll be back in touch with you. We'll do a thorough unboxing of the product, and then we'll do a review shortly after that. Um, well, I hope you have uh, enjoyed tonight's show as much as I have. Um, so again, it's not just about technology, but it's about learning that technology is a part of our world, but we have to know how we can embrace our life and others when technology doesn't exist. And the last thing I want to share with you, if you have elders or you have people that are disabled, uh, of course, I bless them, but if something happens to them, that's really important too. And you have to make sure you take care of those people. So how do you do that? Well, if you have, for example, a relative or a son or a daughter or somebody that's invalidic and they need a wheelchair and they have to get around, make sure you have a backup battery for that wheelchair. And not only that, make sure that you have a charger, a way to charge that. So I don't know how long the battery lasts. Maybe that battery lasts you... Uh, a day or two, okay? Have a spare backup battery, okay? Because chances are you're probably gonna be able to go get that other battery charged, but what if something happens like, you know, your bed and you need to be able to do that? So you can get these small little uh, battery packs uh, that you can plug your device into. Just make sure that, you know, you're not overwhelming it. But a lot of these devices that you need, like uh, if, it's, if it's like a wheelchair or something like that, they're gonna use some power, but it's not gonna be a huge amount. And, um, you know, the difference of whether that chair, that chair is not able to operate uh, could be the difference of whether somebody makes it through an emergency or not. Um, that's really important. <laughs> I hope that you have found all this information really vital. And of course, do like and share our channels, both the Jaymore Tech Talk Show, uh, the Jaymore Unboxing Show, the Jaymore Reviews Channel. And uh, you can learn more about those at jmore.com, jmore.com, under shows, jmore shows. You'll see them all listed. And when you get to YouTube again, please share them. Please like them. Please click on the bell notification icon so that you're notified 
when I publish new content to that particular channel. Well, without any further ado, I think I'm going to bid you well. I'm going to bid you a safe, a very happy, healthy, and of course, practice social distancing, be mindful of others, and prepare for the next emergency that I hope never happens. So get the pad out, get the pen out, and start building that list. Make it a nice uh, scavenger project that I'm sure your family is going to love to be involved. Be a great family idea to start planning for your next emergency, which you hope never happens. One other thing I'm going to tell you, and we'll talk more another time, is have a ladder and have an escape route. That's really important too. But uh, make sure you have a ladder so that you can actually get out that window, you can throw things out. So there are lots of things you can build into your, into your uh, kit. We've gone into many that I think will help you. You can check with your local fire department, your local emergency manager team, and they'll give you even more things that you probably can get. But I've given you the essentials of what you'll need uh, to get yourself by. Again, I'm John Morley with the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, and we'll see you next Friday night right here at 6 uh, 5.15 p.m. Uh, Eastern. Thank you for tuning in to the Jay Moore Weekly Technology Show, where we answer your questions about how technology is supposed to work and sometimes why you have challenges getting it to work that way. For more IT support and tips, just text IT support to 888 That's IT support to 888 and you'll get tips on technology. I'll see you next week right here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Remember, jmor.com. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.